throughout this Easter season, we've been reading pretty much from the Gospel of, of John. In the last couple weeks, we've been reading from particular from kind of this Last Supper discourse. We want to put this in context. This is where Jesus is speaking from his heart, really to the apostles and to all of us as well. This is a beautiful section of the Bible just to pray with and to see how much God truly loves you. Loves me as well. Loves all of us. But it's so beautiful of how much he wants to give himself to each and every one of us. How he even wants to dwell inside of you. We hear this today. Whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. It's important to see that word we, because of course we know of the Trinity, right? Three persons, one God. Wherever Jesus is, so is the Father, and so is the Holy Spirit. But that God wants to dwell inside of us, essentially wants us to be a tabernacle for him. And that same way that Mary had Jesus in her womb, God wants to be dwelling inside of us. Yes, when we receive him in the Eucharist, he becomes part of us, we share in his divinity. But he also tells his apostles that when he leaves, when he ascends, and we'll celebrate the ascension next week, that he is going to what? Send to the Holy Spirit, the advocate, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, who will teach us everything, remind of all that I told you, he says. When we speak of the Holy Spirit, the word for this in Greek would be paraclete, paraclutes, right? In a certain sense, but there's three adjectives we could use. We, of course, hear the word, the advocate, which we use today. An advocate is someone who you call by your side to, um, to speak on your behalf, essentially. We also hear the Holy Spirit called the counselor, the consoler in a certain sense as well. Someone that's going to be there to, to guide us and, and to teach us. But another word for the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And the comforter is someone, of course, someone that's going to give us comfort. Someone that's going to give us peace. And we hear about that today as well. Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. And what are we longing for, by the way? When our life, when we are at peace, oof, our life goes so much better. Even in the midst of turmoil, we know that we can still be at peace if we have God. We let God into our life. This is not as the world gives peace, but in the way that God wants to give it to us is that he truly wants to dwell in each and every one of us. And so what we are called to do is to open ourselves up to that peace, to that grace, to that love, and to let the Lord know, let God know that we need him. Because without God, we're nothing. It's only him who can truly work through us and give us all that we need. 
a couple weeks ago, I was uh, reading uh, some a book I'm reading for spiritual reading right now. It's called Christ, the Life of the Soul by Blessed Columba Marmion. Maybe you've heard of it before. He's from the 1920s. It's, it's a beautiful book. He's, he's a great uh, spiritual author. And I ran across a section that, that, really, that really struck me. And, and it had an analogy of how, we, of course, we are in need of, of Christ. And wouldn't you know that I've lost the page? Because there we go. But um, essentially, what it says, here we go. I just want to read this section uh, to, with you uh, and kind of focus on a couple of things. As I mentioned, without Christ, we're nothing. So this is what he says. If we could only have a deep conviction that we are powerless without Christ, and that we have all in him. So to acknowledge, we are powerless, and that's okay, because we have everything in him. Of ourselves, we are weak, very weak. On the world of souls, there are weaknesses of all kinds. But that is not a reason for being discouraged. These miseries, when they are not willful, rather entitle us to Christ's mercy. You know, in the world, it's so hard to show any weakness. It's hard to be vulnerable. We think we have to be perfect all the time. We think if they only knew the true self, if they only saw how much I struggle, or my insecurities, or my miseries, what would people think? But we should not be that way with Christ. We are called to go in front of God and say, Lord, you know me. You created me with all my strengths and all my weaknesses and my miseries and my sins. And I am in need of you. Blessed Marmion goes on. See the unfortunate who wish to excite the pity of those from whom they ask alms. Far from hiding their poverty, they make a display of their rags. They show their sores. That is what entitles them to the charity and compassion of the passerby. When we see a beggar on the street corner or at the corner of an intersection, they're not there dressed in their finest clothes. Often they're showing what? Their weakness. Maybe they're an amputee. They show that. They show that they are in need and it entitles us, essentially, moves us, hopefully, to some act of compassion and charity. So Blessed Marion goes on. For us also... As for the sick who were brought to Christ when, we, when he lived in Judea, Judea, it is our misery confessed and displayed in his sight that draws down his mercy. St. Paul tells us that Christ will to experience our infirmities, expecting sin, that he might have compassion on us. And in fact, we read several times in the gospel that Jesus was moved with compassion at the sight of the sufferings he witnessed. St. Paul expressly adds that Jesus keeps the sentiment of compassion and glory. And he immediately concludes, let us go therefore with confidence to the throne of him who is the source of grace. For if we do so in these dispositions, we shall obtain mercy. 
And so when we go to God in prayer, we don't put up walls. We don't try to show how perfect we are. Like that Pharisee in the temple. I tithe two times a day. I'm generous step to time. Instead, we're called to be like that tax collector and back. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, help me. I am weak. Lord, help me in this suffering. Help me through this temptation. Help me through this thorn in my side of sin that I just can't quite seem to remove. I need you. And what will God do when we, sh- when we show him our true self? Is he going to run away from us? Is he going to judge us? Is he going to mock us? No. He's going to love us. And he's going to give us his peace. And so what we're called to do is to turn to him. Not turn towards the world, to worldly allurements, or try to find our happiness and peace in other people. That's going to be fleeting. But the peace of Christ, the peace of God, the love of God, is enduring. And it's there to help us. So let's let God truly dwell in us, invite him into our life, into our soul, even in our weaknesses, even in our miseries, and to know that he is there to give us peace, to give us help, to give us grace, and of course, to bestow his love down upon each and every one of us.